Lift up the trumpet and loud let it ring, Jesus is coming again. Cheer up, you pilgrims, be joyful and sing, Jesus is coming again. This is the voice of prophecy, a voice crying in the wilderness of these modern days. Prepare ye the way of the Lord. Coming again, coming again, Jesus is coming again. From our Voice of Prophecy studios in Los Angeles, California, this is Orville Iverson to welcome you to this half hour of inspiration. You'll hear the music of the King's Heralds, Del Delker and Brad Braley. The Voice of Prophecy speaker is H.M.S. Richards. Joy to the world, the Lord is come. Let earth receive her King. Let every heart prepare Him room. And heaven and nature sing. And heaven and nature sing. Let us pray. Our Heavenly Father, we come to Thee today seeking Thy blessing upon this broadcast. Remember every listener in their needs. May we bring the truth of heaven to human hearts in Christ's name.
secret of his presence, how my soul delights to hide. Oh, how precious are the lessons which I learn at Jesus' side. Earthly cares can never vex me, neither trials lay me low. For when Satan comes to tempt me, to the secret place I go. Secret place I go. Would you like to know the sweetness of the secret of the Lord? Go and hide beneath his shadow, this shall then be your reward. And whenever you leave the silence of that happy meeting place, you must mind and bear the image of the Master in your face, of the Master in your face. And now, the King's Heralds, with a prayer for children, set to music of a German folk song and harmonized by Brahms. O Jesus, tender shepherd. O Jesus, tender shepherd, here, since thou a child didst deign to be, we pray thee, grant these children dear thy mercy and thy blessing free, O tender shepherd here, watch o'er these children dear. Thy holy cross their footsteps guide, and lead them to thy heavenly throne. Thine angel host by them abide, when they in sleep do lie them down. O tender shepherd, here, watch o'er these Sleep, my dear one, sleep in peace. The angels watch on either hand, and at thy head and at thy feet to guard thee all the night they stand. O tender shepherd here, watch o'er these children dear. Good night, good night in dreamland light, till 
king comes with morning light. The angel host is watching nigh. Good night, my dear ones, fond good night. Oh, tender shepherd, here, watch o'er these children dear. Here now is H.M.S. Richards, a Seventh-day Adventist minister. His subject, the voice of the Virgin. As far as it's recorded in the sacred scripture, the Blessed Virgin Mary, the mother of our Lord Jesus Christ, spoke only once about her Holy Son, and her words are these, Whatsoever he saith unto you, do it. The divine record is in the second chapter of St. John's Gospel, verse 5. The occasion, a marriage in Cana of Galilee. Our Savior with his disciples had been invited to this happy occasion. The supply of the wine had been exhausted, and the mother of Jesus said to him, They have no wine, evidently suggesting that in some way he might supply it. Our Lord's mother, of course, had heard of the supernatural manifestation at the time of his baptism in the Jordan. She remembered the prophecies given at his birth. With Jesus was a group of young men whose eyes followed him with reverence. Their belief in him had crystallized in the words, We have found him of whom Moses and the law and the prophets did write. Courteously replying to his mother, Jesus said, Mine hour is not yet come. The general expectation was that if he were the Messiah, fulfilling the prophecies of Scripture, he would now reveal himself in mighty power, take the throne of Israel. But he declared, Mine hour is not yet come. He was coming now not as a king, but as a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. It was for this that our Savior had accepted the lot of humanity and was made flesh and dwelt among us. To honor his mother's trust, and to confirm and strengthen the faith of his disciples, our Savior performed his first miracle at this wedding feast. Notice, the mother of our Lord had said to the servants, Whatsoever he saith unto you, do it. This is the voice of the virgin. This was her command to the servants, and they obeyed it at once. Standing nearby were six large stone water jars, and our Savior instructed that they be filled with water. The servants obeyed. Then he told them to pour out the wine and bear it to the governor of the feast. This they did, obeying the voice of the virgin, and this their obedience to him. A miracle had taken place. The water now was wine. This gift of Christ to the marriage feast was a symbol, the water representing his baptism into death, and the wine the shedding of his blood for the sins of the world. So at this first feast that our Savior attended with his disciples, he gave them the cup, that symbolized his work for their salvation. At the Last Supper, he gave it again in the institution of that sacred rite by which his death was to be shown forth till he come. The voice of the Virgin needs to be heard by us today. Whatsoever he saith unto you, 
do it. We need to do what Christ says. Millions honor him as the great teacher, but do not obey his word. Thus they dishonor him. If all men should obey him, there would be no war in the world today and no fear of an atomic holocaust. The great scientists and philosophers of our age would not be warning of the coming terror by night and the destruction that wasteth at noonday, when a thousand shall fall at thy side and ten thousand at thy right hand. Reading Psalm 91. Would it not be well for the men of this world to take a holiday from their own plans and follow the commands of Jesus? They would save money, they would save bloodshed and human life, and above all, they would save their souls. They've tried everything else. Why not try Jesus? In Matthew 15th chapter 8th verse, we read our Savior's own words when he warned, This people draweth nigh unto me with their mouth, and honoreth me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. But in vain do they worship me, teaching for doctrines the commandments of men. Is not that the universal spiritual disease of our generation? We honor, respect, and obey men more than God as revealed in Christ. We do not take his word. His commandments may be expressed in one word, love. For when asked which was the great commandment of the law, Jesus answered, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, and with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. And the second is like unto it, Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. Reading Matthew 22. Just as a man's ten fingers hang on his two arms, so the Ten Commandments hang upon these two great principles, love to God and love to man. If we love God, we will obey him. If we love men, we will not destroy them. Love is the answer. Love is the great command of Christ, and the hardest of all to keep for the unregenerate heart or world. As one great modern thinker said, it's the most slaying commandment of all the hardest of all to keep, the most universally broken. In fact, it is absolutely impossible to keep unless one's heart is surrendered to God. It can be kept only by the converted, regenerated, born-again heart. In other words, we must love God before we can love men. Jesus said, If ye keep my commandments, ye shall abide in my love, even as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. John 15, verse 10. Am I a friend of Christ? That's the big question. Do I really love him? Is his love in my heart? Jesus said, as we read in this same chapter, 13th verse, Greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. But Jesus had greater love than this, for he laid down his life for us while we were his enemies. And he declared, Ye are my friends, if ye do whatsoever I command you. These things I command you, that ye love one another. The reason we see so little spiritual power in the world today is that so many, even among Christians, do not actually obey the Lord Jesus Christ. I think the best cure for our lack of love to our Savior would be to contemplate his cross. It would be well for us to go over in our minds the scenes of Calvary every day. An old countryman went up to London for the first time in his life and visited one of the great picture galleries. As he came to a masterpiece of the Lord Jesus Christ upon the cross, he stopped before it. The great love of the Savior who hung there flooded his heart, 
And he said aloud, Bless him. I love him. I love him. Others standing near overheard his words and saw the tears trickle down his furrowed cheeks as he stood there before the painting, hat in hand, forgetful of everything else. Soon a stranger approached and grasping his hand said, I love him too, brother. Noticing what was taking place, a third came up saying, So do I, then a fourth and a fifth. And soon there stood a little knot of men before the picture of the Savior, perfect strangers to one another, but drawn together by the love of Christ. We love him because he first loved us. The words of the Apostle John, 1 John 4:19. Not only did he love us there at the cross, but he loves us now by the throne in heaven. My little children wrote the same apostle. These things write I unto you that ye sin not. That is, that you do not break God's commandments. For it's the transgression of God's law, which is sin. And if any man sin, that is, if we do fail, if we are led into temptation and break his commandments, listen now to his word. We have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. You see, Christ actually died for us on the cross, and now he intercedes for us in heaven. But we must remember the voice of the Virgin. We must obey Christ. For, says the Apostle John, 1 John 1, 7, if we walk in the light, that is, if we obey him, if we keep his word, as he is in the light, we shall have fellowship one with another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his Son, cleanseth us from all sin. Do we really know Christ? Well, here's the test. Hereby we do know that we know him, if we keep his commandments. To really know Christ is to love him. Do we love him enough to be obedient to him? A young man spent an entire evening telling his girl how much he loved her. He said he couldn't live without her. He would go through fire and water for her. In fact, he would go to the ends of the earth for her. Yes, he would even die for her. And as he left, he said, I'll see you tomorrow night if it doesn't rain. How often we say that we love Christ and then deny it by our actions. The Apostle John said, Let us not love in word, neither in tongue, but in deed and in truth. Last of all, we think of Christ's Galilee commandment. After his resurrection, he gathered about 500 believers around him on a mountaintop in Galilee, and there he said, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you alway, even unto the end of the world. Matthew 28. Are we observing this commandment? Are we going to all nations with the message of his love? Are we sacrificing for it? Are we training our boys and girls for it? Are we talking it, praying for it, working for it, scattering literature, helping with radio broadcasts and television broadcasts? Are we using the public press to the fullest? Are we using all means of modern communication to carry the gospel story, to tell his love to all men? Jesus commands baptism. Have you been baptized? He commands the Lord's Supper. Do you partake of it? 
He commands us to watch and be ready for his return. Are you looking for his glorious advent? He commands us to go and teach all nations. Are you doing it? Are we proclaiming his love? Are we living his love? Are we loving one another? These are really the greatest questions that can face anyone today. The voice of the virgin still rings over the world. Whatsoever he saith unto you, do it. Only seven words, and the only words that she ever said about her son as far as the holy record goes. But oh, how we need to obey them. We need to go to Christ to study his word, to obey his word, to open our hearts to his love so that it may flow out to others through us. Love is what this old world needs today, as it has never needed it in all history. And that's the command of Christ, love one another. Did you ever hear of the conversion of Mark Guy Pierce? He never professed to be a Christian, but one morning as he was going to his business, he suddenly began to think of those words of Jesus to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? And he wished with all his heart that he could answer just as Peter did. Then his thought came to him, if I can't say so much as Peter did, perhaps I can turn it around a little and find something easier. So he began to think that there was one thing he could not say. Let's listen to his own words about this experience. I could not say, Lord, thou knowest that I do not love thee. And I found some comfort in that. At last I grew bold enough to look up and say, Lord, thou knowest all things. Thou knowest that I want to love thee. Then I began to think of his great love for me. I thought of his life, of his words, of his cross, and almost before I knew what I was doing, I looked up and said, Thou knowest that I do love thee. At that very moment, the consciousness of sins forgiven came into his heart, and a new life was begun. Listen, friend, I know what this is. I know it works, for I've tried it. Jesus is a living Savior. I know that if I yield my heart to him, if I come to him in earnestness and sincerity and talk it all over with him and surrender my life to him, he will do for me what he did for Mark Pierce and thousands of others. In all seriousness, I wish I could shake your hand and look into your eyes and say he'll do it for you too. If you've never obeyed his commands, if you've never yielded your heart to Christ and really discovered that you really love him, now's the very time to do it. And if you do, this will be your big moment, and you will really begin to live. You haven't been very happy obeying yourself, following your own impulses, following the suggestions of others, following the crowd, have you? Then why not obey the commandments of Christ? Why not listen to the voice of the Virgin today? Oh, oh. 
We invite you to join us again next week, this same time, for another broadcast brought to you by the Voice of Prophecy. Now something important we haven't mentioned for quite a while. Every Thursday is Worldwide Prayer Day for the Voice of Prophecy and its friends. Every morning we meet here and pray for you, and we hope you'll be praying for us and for all who need help. Prayer is important in our lives. Then keep on looking up going forward in faith. Have faith in God and seek His will always. Have faith in God. This is the only way. Have faith in God. Believe and so obey. Have faith, dear friend, in God. The Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace.